thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, Up for a Chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to come to Machu Picchu. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe next year. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy (laughs) O'Meara. And we are in the car. It's 5.30, well, it's 6 o'clock now, but it was 5.30 half an hour ago. In the morning, driving to the airport because we're about to leave with 15 people to do the most amazing life-changing retreat in Machu Picchu. And can I just say, next year, be there or be square. (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. So today we decided we're going to talk to you because we we actually just, you know, the three of us got in the car and started comparing the size of our suitcases. (laughs) And of course, mine is as tall as I am. And I have extra baggage, backpacks and handbags. And then we've got Cindy who is like micro packer who has got the tiniest tiniest suitcase and then Kimmy of course she's in between it's It's hilarious so we thought we started talking about what we packed and we said no 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 let's record this because we think you're going to get a laugh out of it (laughs) we'll laugh at you yeah more to the point you're all going to kill yourselves laughing at me and my princess Nessity (laughs) I think it's an interesting thing though let's let's just do a little first of all the whole point of Machu Picchu the fact that it was on all of our bucket lists the fact that you know 18 months ago we sat on a podcast and said you know wouldn't it be cool to go to Machu Picchu and then you Karen said well why not and then Cindy goes well it's always been something I wanted to do and then you announced it and here we are I mean really when you think about it when you think about it though this is about this really is putting a thought into a goal, into a vision, into an action plan, and look at us, here we are. I mean, this is, this to me is one of my trips of a lifetime. I'm beside myself about what we're doing. Do you know, I was thinking about this yesterday, and you know what else I think it is? And this is a whole other conversation, which I'm sure we're going to talk about um, at the Essential Miracle. It's the power of collective intent. Because if it was just one of us that wanted to go, look at all three of us. We've all had it on our bucket lists, but we haven't gone individually. But the minute all three of us said we want to go, it became something really doable. Because to do it together and to all want it together made it seem, for me anyway, made it seem like an absolute no-brainer. Like, why wouldn't we do it, the three of us? I mean, why not? I mean, what would possibly be stopping us? I think it's so cool. I can wait my face. I know, I know. Well, I know um, once we had done it, like I had done some manifesting probably four years ago and put a bunch of pictures in my book. And one of them was a pair of hiking boots and red socks and a pair of shorts and Peru across it. And of all the places we could have gone to, we're going to Peru in the whole of South America. We could have chose Patagonia. We could have chose... There's so many great hikes. We could have gone to Spain and done the, the what is it, the Camino Trail. Oh, yeah. We could have done the Sierra Nevadas. We might have decided to do the Appalachian Trail. But no, we went to Peru and I had written Peru across these hiking boots. So that, you know, that that is the power intent because I put it out there and you guys just went, yeah, let's do it. And then it was the three of us together and 
I just think it just all came together. Mm. Well, can we do the Camino next year? I think we could do part of the Camino. I can't do the whole one because it's three months. Oh, okay. Shows, yeah. how, shows how little I know. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> or we could do the Sierra Nevadas in Spain. Okay. And that means there's not many people on it. And we can go from village to village to village. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah, and the hiking is stupendous. It is just... Is it's it, just beautiful. Isn't that the one... No, that's not the one that's in that book, Wild. Yeah, that, that's the... Um, that's the... The Pacific Rim or the Pacific Trail. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, that's P- right, that's the PCT, the Pacific Coast Pacific. Trail. Yeah, the PCT. And okay, so we just got interrupted. Um, so we're recording on the phone in the car, and my daughter's just called me. It's six a.m. in the morning, and her car won't start. <laughs> and you're on your way to Machu Picchu. <laughs> so I said, "Sweetie, you've got RACQ. Call the RACQ man." And she says, "But I think it's my battery." And I went. They'll fix it, darling, and they'll replace it. It's all good. <laughs> and Karen thought it was. I Karen thought it was quite cute. And then she she told a story about her dad. Now tell the story about your dad, Karen. <laughs> I think it's I think it's just so adorable. Like she should ring and and, and say, but my car won't start. It sounded like she was just out of bed, and yeah. all she needed was her mum. <laughs> it's just the sweetest thing. And she's twenty-two. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I was. I'm not remember, I was just telling the girls like a couple of year, a couple of months ago. I rang my dad. I was um, thinking of buying an investment property, and my dad's always my go-to person. And I said, "Father, I said I'm thinking of buying another investment property. What do you think?" And my dad's South African, so I'll do his accent as well as I can. And he says, "Oh, Buffy, how old are you now?" And I said, "46." And he said, "Oh, no, 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 come now." Come now, Charlie. He said, don't you think you can make this decision by yourself without your daddy? And I said, oh, no, father. No, definitely not. <laughs> I love what he said to you, though, about... And he goes, oh, a shame. Okay, come now. Let's talk about that. And then about... I was just saying a couple of years ago, well, many years ago now, Matt and I were trying for a family, and my dad said to me, he said, Buffy, he said, you never not have them. <laughs> such a classic example. It was, was a classic nice. example. Yeah. Yeah. She honestly you would have thought she was she was ten. Mama. I know, Mama. I know. Mama. And how are you gonna fix her car? I just love it. I, oh, love I just it. think it's priceless. We fix everything, mothers, don't you know that? Yeah. Daddies and mummies fix everything. Yeah. We're good. And, and I don't think it matters how old you are. No. I, I think it's no, always you still nice. Have to fix it. Yeah. Yeah, but I think <laughs> Until your dad gets too old. And he becomes forgetful and becomes yeah. like a child. Yeah, the full circle. It changes. Mm. It definitely changes then. Do you think, though, in that realm, like it doesn't matter, there's always still, like you'd probably still silently ask your mum questions, do you know what I mean, even though she's not here, or do sometimes you actually feel like you speak to them with, or you ask for guidance, but it's maybe now in more of a spirit angel kind of realm rather than the dad my car's more mum my car's broken down (laughs) but you know like at some point I think what really hits you is at some point you really are on your own you really are you know like well I I actually said to mum last Saturday I went what were you thinking leaving him with me (laughs) I did I did what were you thinking (laughs) but I can do this you know I can do it it's just um it's hard to see a very intelligent man. And, and you know, Dad's 88. 
Um, oh, but he, wow. And he's still living by himself and he still looks after himself. But he has these, his short-term memory, I see, is just fading. Yeah. Long-term, well, he can recite any poem you want him to recite. He can remember anything that's happened. But just if I say to him, Dad, we're leaving at one, he will ask me again. Yeah. About an hour later. Yeah. What time did you say we? You know, he doesn't. Won't even say what time did you say. He will say, "What time are we leaving for the airport?" And I go, "One, Dad." But I never say, "I told you, Dad." I just go, "One, Dad." Yeah, because it's kind of like a yeah. confidence thing. My dad's the same. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, he is. He's the same. And we've just noticed it a little bit recently um, that he'll tell us the same thing five minutes later. Um, or he'll ask the same question 10 minutes later and um, we've all started to notice that and, and he noticed, he's noticed it but yeah. you know it's, I'm, we, all three of us kids are very much like you know we forget things too Like, don't, be, yeah. don't beat yourself up, it's normal I was, I was just sitting here thinking I'm always asking my kids was it 1 o'clock, was it 1 o'clock <laughs> I was just thinking should it <laughs> I'm that person <laughs> well we didn't want to say anything now that you brought it up it's true though, look how many texts and emails I send you both are you sure it's 1 o'clock, what time are we meeting where are we going, should That's I bring just... my GHD yeah. <laughs> yes they had to go in my suitcase <laughs> oh she did bring it yeah, she bought it and had to go in my suitcase. Oh. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about suitcases now. <laughs> well, I just think it's very interesting. I mean, you poor listeners, you've got three giggling girdies. You can probably tell we're absolutely beside ourselves. But and it's what, very early. what set us off was when I said to Karen, I'm really worried about how much how heavy my bag is. And she looked at it and she went, trust me, mine's twice the size. <laughs> and I've gone, well, and then Cindy, we're in the car and we go, all right, well, what have you got? How come you've packed so much? So just the oh, first thing you see, the very first thing you said <laughs> actually made us realise herein lies the problem, Houston. <laughs> Let's just talk about that. Okay, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, help a brother out. So, my, I, I started on Tuesday and I put everything on the bed that I wanted to take. And I must be honest, I have shopped profusely for the last month looking for little fancy little numbers and cute little get-ups and little outfits that I could take that can fold up nice and little. I have, I have. I even found myself a DFO in Brisbane the other day. <laughs> Anywho, <coughs> so my mum said, when I looked at this bed on the Wednesday, I thought I better start packing now because I know what I'm like. So I looked at the bed and I went, okay, I need to start packing. And I looked at the bed, I was totally overwhelmed with this great stockpile. And I called Matt and Matt walked in and he went, yeah, no, I've got nothing for you. <laughs> so <laughs> he was totally overwhelmed. And then I stood looking at it and I remembered what my mum said. And my mum said, always start with your socks and undies and then work your way up there. So, 20 undies. And I seriously thought you were joking. Well, no, there are 10 days. Day and night, day and night, day and night, day and night. <clears throat> Don't you wash? No, see, I refuse. <laughs> How many pairs have you got, Miss Cindy? Four. And I think that's too many. I think that's an overkill. Oh, yeah. Wow. Because, well, because I wash, I I have very, very light undies that I can wash and they will dry overnight. And if I'm in a sleeping bag, they'll dry at the bottom of my sleeping bag. So I learned this as a 19-year-old. 
So oh, they dry in the sleeping bag. They dry in the sleeping bag if I have a sleeping bag. So I thought I'll just bring an extra one because if it's not quite dry, then I've got that one and I can hang it on the pack. Are you going to... That'll oh, be lovely. Are you joking? You're going to hang your undies <laughs> off your backpack while we're walking? Socks and undies. No, I may not do that to you, Karen. I, I won't do that to no, you. No, I wouldn't. But if I was hiking by myself, I would do that. I would have no problem doing that. Well, that makes sense to me if one is by oneself. <laughs> yes. So, so I have, I have four, four very light, light, light pairs of undies, and that includes the pair I'm wearing right now. Oh dear. Yes. And herein lies mine. Oh, I have seven. I figured one for every day of the week times two. I mean, you know, you can wash it. Yeah. I mean, you know, one you for every day of the week is what I mean. You know. What, yeah, I I <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> Never mind. So, what else is in your suitcase, yeah. Missy? Let's go bras. Yeah. Oh, bras. Right, you are. Right, right, right. Okay. I have um, five sports bras to wear when we're doing the trek. And then I have four normal bras for the other days. The silence is deafening. I have two sports bras and one normal bra. What's with that? Well, I can wash my bras. Yeah, I have... What if they don't dry? They'll dry. I I just have two bras, one on and one in my case. <laughs> oh, no way. Oh, no way. And I do have um, a little, you know, um, it's not a sports bra, it's just a crop top. A bench top. Yeah, mm-hmm. a crop top. I do have a crop top in case I decide that I don't really care what they look like. I'll just put that on. <laughs> so when we get to the airport, can we open my suitcase and do an extra cull? Okay. Because do that. I just have so much in there. I think it'd be good. But I want to know, like, when it comes down to travelling, you know, you know, cosmetics, skincare, hair care, um, clothing, jackets, because we're going to quite extreme, like it's cold overnight but warm during the day. Yeah. Um, supplements, as in, you know, what green foods and food and all of that sort of thing. And I just, I was really interested this morning, Cindy, thinking about you. Can you just tell us before we go into... Well, actually, I don't think we need to go further with her suitcase. It's no, obvious. I mean, I mean, we <laughs> We're doing a cull. We're already there. We're we, already there. We could pack all her stuff in mine by the time we've culled yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that duffel bag? Looking the good. duffel bag, yeah. Looking good. What, what, what's the most important thing to you, like particularly travelling to a you know, third world country, really? What is the most important things for you to take? Well, in... Like, I, I did a post about it last night. Mm, I saw that. And I had one person come back and go, oh, for goodness sake, just oh. go and have fun. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I answered her back and I went, you know that what? That is fun. To me, this is fun. I love to see, well, what can I pack and what will I use? Like, when I went to the US with seven people at, in December, I took a box full of food because I knew what my food was like because, you know, I have a food company, so... I took a box full of coconut oil and inky inchi and do you know we used all of that? Mm. I didn't have to purchase it in the US. I didn't know the quality of it. It doesn't bother me, you know, mm. I just throw it on the plane in a box. So this time going by myself is far easier. Mm. So um, I definitely bring my probiotics and my greens. I didn't bring my colloidals this time and I will dose up on colloidals when I go home because they're good for heavy metal reduction but I was kind of thinking you know we're in a third world country that probably the heavy metals won't be as bad as they are in a western world um I I bought dates and cacao even though I'm taking the cow cacao back to Peru (laughs) because that's where they come from my cacao so I actually um 
And I'm actually meeting um, my supplier in Peru, in Lima. Um, Amazing. When we get back. So he's bringing chocolate. Cause he, yeah, different types of chocolates. Because I've been saying to him, I just really want to create a beautiful chocolate. So he's going to bring me some samples that he's made up. Um, what else did I put in there? Um, well, for this morning, so we're on a morning flight. I've got um, a sample of muesli that we are now, it's not a muesli, it's a granola that we will be putting into our food um, pantry. So I bought that and I made up some mango and coconut um, yogurt. I made that with my probiotics. So I'll eat that this morning for breakfast because I know the lounge, if we do go into the lounge, will have no food. None whatsoever. It never does. It's just, you know, to me, um, if you have the privilege of going into a lounge, the only thing worth going in for is free food. But then the food's never good. So I kind of go, lounges is a waste of time now. <laughs> so there, they have that. Um, I also have my broths. So if I'm on the plane and there's no food, I have turmeric and broth and I'll just ask for hot water. So I have that. So that's my food. Oh, I'll be um, sitting next to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you are sitting next to me, Karen. Oh. <laughs> and then I did bring, we've got a new protein sample that I bought. So I'll be sharing them out just to give you guys a try. So I have a plastic bag, full of plastic bags. So I don't bring containers. I I put them in Ziplocs. Mm, yeah. And it, it, it's, not, it's not a lot. You know, so that will then, by the time we eat all that while we're in Peru, that will give me space for if I decide to buy a blanket or something in Peru, you know, yeah, yeah. so that gives me space there. But food to me, I would, I need my passport and food and credit card. Mm. That's it. That's it. I don't. And then my clothes, I have one pair of hiking pants, um, two leggings. I have two leggings and a pair of shorts and a little skirt that I hike in with my leggings. So I have three changes depending on temperature. I have two t-shirts that are wool. I then layer, so and I won't. I because it's wool. It don't, you don't need to wash, and you can wear it day in, day out, over and over and over again. Oh, really? Yeah. So I won't. Is that the merino wool? That's my merino wools. I have everything is in wool except my pants because I can't stand pants in wool. For some reason, they drive me my legs. So you nuts. never got those woolen tights? Oh well, I have woolen tights, and I will wear them um, under either my hiking skirt or my hiking shorts if it's cold yeah if it's cold I will wear them and I'll be fine walking um but yeah just to have the woolen um hiking pants I don't like them I've tried them then I only have two pairs of shoes the shoes I'm wearing now and my hiking boots um I have and the layers are thin layers up to thick layers so and that might be four layers and I won't we'll just rotate I won't I don't need to wash or change those and that's Basically, beer grills. That's it. Oh, and my, I've got some. I decided because we were going to 4,600 meters that it might be a little bit tough up there. So I did put in two hiking poles. Normally, I would only put in one, but I felt that that was a bit of a stretch and I might need a little bit of help. So I did put in my, my hiking poles. Um, and then in my backpack, which goes with me on the plane, which we'll, we will travel with. Um, that's where the food is. And I actually did bring my computer this time. Often I won't. But I just kind of felt that, you know, we, we've decided to create a project while we're away. And I felt that a little bit of work might be needed. So mm. I bought that. Mm. Yeah. But I won't hike with that. Well, I'll put that in the duffel bag. 
so the other it. thing, yeah. So in as far as yeah, <laughs> we both some stunned stylists in the front seat. Um, but you're right. I mean, the, you are a minimalist as well. Yeah. Really, you're but, not but, someone but who. But what about when we go out for dinner? What she's got on? Oh, what I'm wearing on the plane. I just wear that. We only have we only have two to three days of of casual wear, and the rest of the time we're hiking or on a hike or. I'll just wear my hiking gear. Don't Actually, think. that's where I've made my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't th- like, to me, going out for dinner, and I, I know I'm with the same people, but too bad if they don't like me wearing the same clothes. But well, when I can. travel, I wear the same clothes all the time. I, if I go to the US for a month, you will find me wearing the same clothes day in, day out, because yeah. I, I, I find it easier. Yeah. If I've only got a few things, and I'm not like going, where's this, where's that? You know, it's... And I do, you know, I've travelled a lot since I was probably 13 with my family and we've had to be minimalists and, and I am, I do, like, I do like less and less. The more, the older I get, the less and less I take. Yeah. That's, and there's the key, I'm older than both of you. (laughs) (laughs) But I have to say, I am finding myself quite frustrating. (laughs) Is that a thing? Google it. I, I, I do, I find myself quite frustrating with that because I think in the past that was fine. To always have big selections of things to wear. Yeah. But now, like when I've packed and I've tried, I, but my mind doesn't function that way. I don't know, and I think oh, I'll just take that just in case. Okay, just in case I'm going to need that, I'll take that. I'll, look, it folds up really small. I'll take that too. See, I even I did the same thing as you. I, I put everything in my suitcase. So every time I thought of something, I threw it in the suitcase. And then when I opened it up, I culled probably a quarter of it. And it was maybe, if I had two, four headbands, I only needed one or two. So I did yeah. two. Yeah. If I had two sets of gloves, I'm thinking, do I need two, two sets of gloves? No. So I, I just culled one out. Um, I had, you know, there were just little things that I went, do I need that many? No. So I culled that out. So as long as my suitcase wasn't stuffed, so I do not put it on the bed. I put it in the suitcase. Because you know when that suitcase is full, you can't put any more in. That's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> so you just keep putting it in the suitcase, yeah. which I did. I started about two weeks ago going, I need my pocket knife. I need a torch. I need... So I have all those little things as well, um, band-aids, um, sewing kit, tiny little sewing kit. Um, Why? you got no clothes. So, <laughs> so all those little things that you think of, you go, oh, I'll need that, I need that, you know. So, yeah, and so I have a little bag that's filled with, with those little things that are always handy. You may or may not use, but they're only tiny. Like my torch is tiny. My my pocket knife I've had since I was 19. It's a Swiss Army knife, so yeah. that goes camping with me all the time. So I knew I wouldn't need to bring a knife because yeah, travelling with beer grill. <laughs> I flirted with getting a Swiss Army knife. My dad suggested I get one. But then I thought, no, Cindy will definitely have one. It'll have a little screwdriver on it. It's got have everything. A little scissors on it. It'll have a nail file. What? Does it have a nail file? It's got on tweezers. It. It's oh. got everything. Oh, yeah, it's bad. Got, it's an amazing. It's, I've had, like I've had it since I was nineteen. I travelled with it when I hiked around. Amazing that you still got that. Yeah, still got it. Still got it. Oh. Never get rid of it. But you know what's interesting is that my mum was is a bit of a is is like you, Karen. Very <laughs> much like you. And what funny? Yes, very funny. Right, right. It'll anyway, be frustrating, but funny. <laughs> anyway, she, we went on a hike together. So I didn't hike with my mother a lot, but my mum and dad wanted to hike the Milford Track. So 
I said I would love to hike the Milford Track, but they wanted to do it what was then called THC style, which was in style. So where we didn't carry our stuff, we just carried a small backpack, and then our suitcases were carried, a bit like what we're doing in Peru. Anyway, Mum has this tiny little um, backpack, and I lift it up, and I can hardly lift it. And I went, Mum, what the hell have you got in there? She goes, just what I need. And I went, right, that's it. So I start pulling oh. it apart. So we're going for three days, three sleeps, four days at max. She's got her full-size cleanser, her full-size moisturizer, her full-size astringent, her makeup. Mum, I said, Mum, you do not need that much. You're not going to use it. She went, but she was like grasping it, going, no, don't take it away from me. So I went down to the local camera shop. And I went and bought, in those days, you know, the film. I asked for the old canisters. film canisters. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I filled all of them oh, great idea. with that so that she at least had them. And it was three or four days supply for her. So, yeah, yeah. And that's what I've learned to do, you know, like, so my cosmetics kit passes me a full-size, what was it, a hair? Let's not go there, Cindy. <laughs> she passes me a full-size one. I'm like going, are you going to use all of that? Oh, yeah, but my thought was... <laughs> But everyone shampoo. else is going to use it. Well, yes, there could be requirements for other people to need it. So, you know, we've got to Don't remember that sometimes. Don't make out like you're doing it for other people. <laughs> I'm so on to you because I thought I'd tell you guys the same excuse. <laughs> Just in case. I thought I'm going to be a good. I'm going to be a good organizer. Um, it's interesting personalities and yeah. our um, <laughs> our mindsets and. It's it actually, you know, even though this is all about packing our suitcase, there's a lot deeper stuff here. And when you really think about it, it's it's almost like Cindy, you talking from way back at 13 right to now. It's almost like the foundations were set for you as a very young woman. Um, and for me, I I got quite overwhelmed last night to the point where I spent three hours in the kitchen just making things as a distraction because I just couldn't. <laughs> I could, every time I walked into my bedroom and everything was on the bed. Because I've been doing the same for the last couple of weeks. Just I had a clothes basket in the corner of the room and I'd just throw things at it. And then when I put it all out on the bed, and, and I was the one that put a note on Facebook to the group that are coming. Yes, I saw that. Please, you know, would anyone like to share their list of what they're taking? And I was so wrapped they did that because I wouldn't have thought of a couple of things. And um, what was fascinating is I realised my type, it's quite... Um, well, I could say the word scattered, really. Um, there's quite a lot of different thoughts going through my head at all different times. So for me to get really focused, I realised we talked about this not long ago about being in time and out of time. Yep. Oh, yeah. And I realised I'm such an in-time person that everything happens right here, right now. And then I'm distracted, but they're on there right here, right now. So I'm not someone who naturally goes into, I must think about that. It's, it was quite interesting watching myself pack for this trip because <laughs> it brought up frustration, excitement, nerves, um, you know, thinking about the children, what I've got to leave for them, what I've got to organise for my beautiful mother-in-law looking after, what she's going to do, all the shopping I did beforehand, um, preparing the whole house. So, you know, there's a whole realm of things that goes through your head leading up to getting away. And for me, sitting on that plane... It's probably going to be the first time where I go, oh, I actually don't have to think of anybody. And I'm sure the mummies out there listening to this will go, 
sometimes a plane trip, even though people go, oh my gosh, 16 hours on a plane, I go, oh my gosh, 16 hours, no one can get me. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's the thing. My mum said to me the other day, are you excited? And I said, I'm not here for the plane flight. <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. We're such busy people, and yeah. I think sometimes those kind of escape things. So, from a... Um, uh, from a food point of view, I just wanted to ask you, Cindy, have you done a lot of research leading up to thinking about what foods we'll be eating, what will, what you're going to do while we're there? Like, is there thoughts, do you go that far ahead as to where you're going? Have you researched? No, no I don't, because I figured we're going to Peru. Um, it's a food capital. Uh, a lot of food is exported out of there. Um, we buy food from there. I know the quality of their food. I've heard people say that the food is amazing. So I haven't even looked at the cuisine. I just figure, well, I'll figure that out when I get there. And they're not like Western. Like if I go to America, I know to go to Whole Foods because I'll get something. Uh, if I go to England and, I, and I'm in a food desert, and you can often be in a food desert, especially in London, I'll go to Aldi. And I'll just pick salad and tomato and cucumber because I know what's in Aldi. Because there's no, like, it's scary. If, um, so I, like, I travel so much and I travel to so many different countries, even Africa. When we were in Namibia, yes, I took food with me. But they had fruit, vegetables, meats and nuts and seeds and you just buy that. So, no, I haven't, uh, I never go that far, um. But I'm always seeking things out when I do go, and then I and then I learn. Yeah, I, it's not. I'm not that obsessed by it that I need to know well, what what's going to be in Cusco and what can I eat. I figured people go there and survive. So, <laughs> and, and, well, I figured I'm with you too. I'm so going to survive. survive. I figured I'm thinking I'm with you. But... Yeah. So tell me this thing, girls. What what's been the most exciting thing leading up to the Like, what are you looking forward to the most? We're we're all going to somewhere we've never been but we've heard a lot about what's what's the thing that has got your heart fluttering thinking or picturing us there what's what's been yours kids i think for me being the kind of person i am it's the spiritual journey of it and i love the history of of places because i really kind of feel the sensation of it it's like a physical thing for me so i'm really looking forward to experiencing um, the culture, the difference in the culture, and watching the way the people live, and um, then of course on the trail, I'm really looking forward to just feeling what's there, and then seeing the amazing views and the amazing sights, and just immersing myself in it. And if I do disappear for a minute, you'll know that I've gone to sit on a rock and meditate, zen the hell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because for me, I feel like that, you know, sometimes you can be in a place in your life where you're just ready for the next level, But for, and, and for me, it's not the next level in terms of skill or anything, it's the next level of personal, um, internal relationship with myself, and I'm really looking forward to Machu Picchu being able to facilitate part of that, even though we're going to be with 15 other people, <clears throat> um, I'm really looking forward to being able to experience that and share that. You, well, for, for me, it's the physical challenge of it all. It's the getting to 4,600 metres and seeing how my body reacts to it. Have I done the preparation? Um, it's the hiking. It's, I actually find that walking in nature oh. 
one of the most spiritual, most, I don't know, there's something about it. When I go to another country and I do that, it's something, it just sends me on a high. Like, I remember when I did the Himalayas, I, I would turn a corner and go, whoa! You know, and I'd just be in awe of what nature was like. and just you're in the middle of it, like yeah. you're in it. And to see another culture, you know, I'm always interested in cultures and the foods that they consume. And I find that by not knowing everything about the culture, I can immerse myself in that culture when I get there. And and everything you're saying too, Karen, but that's probably more a secondary thing to me. It's, yeah, yeah. I think culture and and the challenge of the walk. Yeah. I think that will be. What about you, Kimmy? Look, I think I think we're all the same, probably feeling exactly that around the spiritual side. I'm also very much looking forward to the to the hike. But it's funny, I'm sitting here listening to you both and I'm thinking, the thing that's really lit me up is the fact that I'm going to see something new with two of my best friends <laughs> in the whole wide world and we're going somewhere we've never been so everything's going to be like an oops factor it's going to be like oh look over there oh look over there oh. um, <laughs> lots of things yes um, shiny objects bright shiny objects um, but again the culture but more importantly um, for me it's probably that that connection of like I wouldn't go and do this by myself I, I wouldn't have booked this thing by myself I would have probably gone with my husband of course but yeah but I would never have gone and done this, just me. And, and I know there's some amazing people out there that love nothing more than to do things like this on their own. So really, I think also from a plant point of view, like there's something... I've just been doing so much research on plants lately that I'm really interested to feel what that environment feels like and if it does feel different to, say, being in the countryside of England going through the rolling hills in Provence or being in outback uh, Australia or going through a forest in New Zealand like every we were talking about it in the car the other day my mother-in-law's over and um, and my niece and they were saying well my niece said oh it's very similar the vegetation to New Zealand and I looked around and then Sandy kind of went oh it's not really and I think it was only because she just saw this little dense part of the bush we were driving up to towards Noosa and then we started talking about the smell of New Zealand bush and the smell of Australia, and we really went into what it's what it's like to be in different countries. And that I guess for many, for me in particular, there's always a scent, a, a smell. <laughs> there's a smell in each country, and I'm really looking forward to that because that triggers a whole lot of different feelings and sensations for me. So, yeah, I'm really probably the connections, the the time that we'll have and the fact that we have 15 people coming with us I'm really excited about the project and what we're creating um, to me it's always an ability to create more and be open to learning and I don't know I'm just so excited that you know for the first time in quite some time I'm actually taking some time for me um, rather than leading the team leading the home leading the everything that I do and I love it don't get me wrong I'm I'm feeling a little bit jaded at the moment, so I'm looking forward to just some time, some recharge. Yeah. Mm. And I think too the the Inca people, the Inca Trail, the the whole thing around. You know, I, I haven't heard a lot about it, so I've left my mind quite open to what that's. I'm not having any judgment around it, um, so I'm really looking forward to to that side of it. 
So one of the questions I wanted to ask you both as well was, you know, we're all busy and as are many of our listeners and often busyness is what puts us off committing to something or creating a chance to get away or have some time out or new, you know, beautiful, um, some sort of retreat or getting away from it all, basically checking out to check back in. What has it taken both of you who are two of the most busiest women I know What's it been like in the build-up? I mean, for me, it felt like this really kicked in probably about two or three months ago when it started getting real that we were going away. I hadn't given it much thought there. So, you know, for you, Cindy, we have to plan your calendar, all of us probably, at least a year out in advance to know trips like this, so that the whole team's on board. I know you have been madly recording like we all have, but I just want to know, what has it taken you to really get on this plane today? You know what? I have the most amazing team. And this week has been... The, uh, it's so funny. We are doing stand-up the other day and, and we always say what we're doing for the week. And I said, I'm doing what I'm told. That's all I said to them. I'm here for you for the week if you need me to record, if you need me to do something. Because, you know, we've got... I've got... Um, we're doing some marketing for the documentary as well as our education. So Karen organises all that. She organises my time. Ruth then tells me everything. So for me, this week was a bit cruisy because I had done um, everything. I actually went to a funeral yesterday. One of my swimming mates died. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. One of the guys, he swam on Thursday and he was gone by Saturday. So he didn't feel well on the Thursday and... um, and it was a beautiful funeral, and but I had the time to go and do that at one o'clock last yesterday afternoon, and and just honour him in his life and his family, which I really, I'm I'm so blessed that I was able to do that. And then I came back and had a another meeting, and then I was free. So I'm I, when I was a mum, and I had to organise my kids, and I was the only person in my business. Then it was frantic. But these days, my franticness is actually decreasing, and this is getting easier and easier. And I, I'm saying this because it does get easier as you, as you, I don't know, take on more people, um, create a business that can run by itself. So well, it, you've really mastered the art of leverage. Uh, like when I look at you, I think, wow, you've got. You've actually created your your dream life. That this is what you talked about years mm-hmm. ago was to not have that franticness, to travel the world and have a good time, like your brother was saying, yeah. um, <laughs> and have fun, and have fun. But it's almost like you've manifested, created, aimed for, and now living that dream, which is ultimately, if if all of us, particularly business owners or parents. If there's anything we can learn from someone like you, Cindy, is the art of how to create that self-care time or that time out or that life where you can totally commit to the things that you want to do, you actually have to put things in place in order for that to happen. I mean, you haven't just had a business overnight occur so that you've got a team of extraordinary souls. I mean, you've also built that team over the last five years to be the people that could handle what it is that you've created. So... You know, I think it's kudos to you. It's it's actually, you know, you're, you're a remarkable woman who 
really is the example of what is possible when one puts their mind to it and doesn't live below the line making excuses that it's too hard or that it's not possible. Yeah, and and it is it is possible. Sometimes we've got to do the hard yards before we get to that point. Like last year, Howie and I went away for a month, and the t- and we had our best months, our best month <laughs> while we were away. So we find it really good that we leave. <laughs> they work. They, you know, they they're amazing um, commitment to changing habits. Just yeah, it's mind blowing. And and uh, Karen, who's been with me the longest um, of all the crew, she just and she's so calm. And she's Cindy. Now I need you to do this. And I don't know. There's something about her. And and I'm so lucky to have her and, and Ruth I, I just, you know Ruth the other day I put her in my gratitude journal <laughs> and then she came up to me and said something to me and she's, I said that's it you will not be in my gratitude journal again she goes well you could say sometimes and I went alright I'm going to put sometimes on me <laughs> oh, and then, I can see know, her saying that oh she's hilarious so they you know and I could name every single one of them from Lynn and Chris in Dispatch, um, you know, if Chris sees me hauling something in, he's right to me. I'll, I'll get that, Cindy. I'll help you. And I don't know. I, I just, I'm so fortunate. And then Howie runs the whole thing and and I just get to to play. <laughs> yeah, but let's face it, 20 years of people abusing you, walking out of your talks, giving you grease. <laughs> like, let's say you've earned it, girlfriend. How are they still abusing me? And then, But then I go to the other extreme of you, Kaz, who's a one-man band, basically. Mm. Uh, like, I, I, I also think, you know, when you're running everything, you're doing everything, What? how's it taken for you to get away? Yeah. Yeah, it's big for me because... Um, you know, when I'm not in my business, I'm not generating revenue. So there's the preparation up to, and then there's the willingness to let go when I'm away. Mm. And um, I never, I think I'm getting better at that as the years go on. I'm getting better at the letting go. Um, I'm still, I'm still not fabulous at it. But I think um, for me, it's it, it's been full on. It's been full on for the last probably oh well you know from the 1st of March I had somebody I've had Bianca come on board and start working with me and it's been an incredibly creative time but it's also um, you know that comes with its challenges because you've got I've had to do a lot of the creating and we're still learning how each other works and all of those sorts of things so it's 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 been a really really big few months actually since the first of March and then just the last two weeks getting everything ready so that then I can go away um, it's you know I start at six and I finish at nine ten o'clock at night and I start at six and I finish at nine or ten o'clock at night and in that I've had to train and so for the training you know it's not like a half an hour gym session anymore it's a two-hour epic training session every second day so you know like <laughs> and just had to go to DFO yeah. And I did slip in DFO there. Mind you, I was in Brisbane for the day doing one of my inner circle meetings and then we finished it a lovely. So I decided to go and just have a quick squeeze and left there at 7.30. And therein lies, you did actually a double whammy. You worked out. I did. It was a fast walk around DFO. Oh, yes, exactly. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Mm. Oh, did I do my calves a favour or what? <laughs> now, I've watched you, Kimmy. Um, 
because you take a lot on I think mm. you take a lot on board plus you have you still have kids at home mm. and um, I remember walking in one more, one day I was just coming up to say hi and I do that occasionally <laughs> distract me I, I distract her because she's only across the road <laughs> Karen if you were on the other side of the road I'd be there too oh and look trust me I wouldn't get anything <laughs> so I go up to to distract her some way and um, she has paperwork everywhere just I must admit when I walk in there she always looks amazing she looks like she's at the helm of her uh, empire um, and always got paperwork and doing something and so I know what you tell us tell us how, yeah. what you had What's to do like? to get ready and oh. you have people that are helping you too you've got yeah, there are beautiful got girls members. I've got four team members that uh, sorry, five team members, three that are in the office, and then two that contract one and a half days. Kelly and Matt, but you know, Kazzy, Claire, and Deb. They they sent me. They've sent me texts this week. Almost makes me want to cry. Um, you know, the best boss in the world. Now I don't even see my world world as a boss, and, and Kaz calls me boss tart. So <laughs> that sounds much more appropriate. But look, I'll be honest. It's it's tough leading up to going away you know because I worry about my babies and even though they're teenagers and they're so self-sufficient they couldn't give probably a rats about me <laughs> um, there's a little underlying current that I know at the end of the day like Tanya ringing you about her car I know that what makes their life so easy is knowing that I'm there um, I tell you the biggest thing that's been my challenge and this is probably going to sound really bad but um, oh, it's it's that thing of guilt. It's really bad. It's not that I'm really guilty or anything, but sometimes when I take time out, I, it's that thing that I'm always teaching women not to feel guilty about, <laughs> and yet I carry this level, or I created in my mind this level of guilt because I feel like I'm, I'm going off on an adventure while everyone else is having to work, and I don't know where that story comes from, but it's been something I've been trying to really work on over the last... A um, couple of years, actually, um, and then especially with you two traveling business class, and I'm sitting there going, "Oh, I, you know, I just I'm so I'm so jealous you tarts using your points to do that." Um, but at the same time, it was like I, I realized that it's really important, like you were saying, to sometimes pull away so that people can do even more or be great or whatever. So I've been filming Mad. Karen came into the office a week and a half ago and we filmed 42 videos of me for the website so that they could do that for the um, while I'm away like we did like you Karen we did a whole lot of pre-work to happen while I'm away um, I don't know I look I'll also be honest I think I've burnt myself out a little bit um, you know I had to go and see Carlos because my energy levels and I have depleted myself so without sounding so I'm not feeling sorry for myself I just realized I've pushed it a little bit too hard and and I think that's something I have to be really mindful of and I'm sure a lot of us you know would feel this way that if you do not take time I haven't trained for the last 10 days because I've been getting up at four in the morning to finish my assignments because I've been I really wanted to get on this plane with all my assignments for my environmental health course all up to date, and I finished and nailed that at six o'clock yesterday morning. Oh, well done! So wow. um, I got my newsletters all done, I got my filming all done, and now I've got three thousand emails that I'll attend to on the on the plane. Oh my god! <laughs> but you know, for me, it's 
I don't know, I, nothing is a complaint. I, you know, I'm not complaining about anything. I live an incredible life. Just sometimes it's a little bit more full on than others, like all of us. So I feel really excited that as we, well, here we are pulling up to the airport in the real true form it's hitting me that we are actually going away to an incredible place with my two beautiful friends and 15 people that wanted to come and hang with us for yes. three weeks, uh, two weeks. So, yeah, that's that's been a big journey. Yeah. Well, it's time for us to go because we're about to pull up and um, we have to sign off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also excited about what podcasts we might do while we're oh, away. Stop. Yeah. So, you know, you might all get a bit sick of hearing about our trip, but at the same time, I think there'll be some insights for all of us. And I'm really looking forward to that, darlings. Well, hang in there with us, guys. Make sure that you keep tuning in so that you can keep hearing what we're up to. We're about to pull up to the airport and park, so we've got to bid you farewell, and we will talk to you while we're in Machu Picchu. Big hugs coming your way from all of us, and we wish you were there. Make sure next year, be there, be square, you know what I'm saying. La. So join us here next week on Up for a Chat and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. Go to our Facebook page at allthews.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. Or you can also go to allthews.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. And we're going to see you next week from Machu Picchu. Big hugs. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.